What's up, guys? It's Adam. And I'm Zach. And this is the next episode of Junk Drawer. And again, we are down one man. Yes. Caleb. Which is... It's again MIA. <laughs> if that's the letters you want to use to describe it. <laughs> I have a few that I could put together to describe how I... That's, that's not the point. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's, you know, doing his own thing again tonight, apparently. Whatever that might be. <laughs> uh, jacking off. Yeah, usually. <laughs> Alright, so right off the get-go, had an idea this week, um, and I, I, I YouTube searched it, and I didn't see a lot of stuff pull up, which doesn't mean that there's not out there, or anything like that, but a YouTube talk show. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, obviously this clearly late night talk shows trying to put their content onto YouTube because they know it's a good market to hit. Right. But what about an actual creator from YouTube creating their own talk show and then like getting, you know, YouTubers to be on there. Maybe keep it more YouTube community friendly where they're bringing just content creators and everything like that to come meet, you know, interview. Pretty much do like a late night talk show but just by a creator for, you know, for the community with interviewing creators. Right. I like that would be a good little, you know, cool little area to hit because, right. I mean, for me personally, I watch this dude named Philip DeFranco on YouTube. and He's more, he's more like a news channel on YouTube. Right. Um, then you got your entertainment and all that, so why not like a talk show, you know? I got you. I think it's to like really get to know and deep dive into the content creators you follow if they get brought onto the show. Right. That'd be a pretty cool idea. I mean, I'd be down with that for sure. I mean, I've, I'm on YouTube already, so why yeah. not? <laughs> <laughs> Might as well watch another channel. Yeah, and like I said, I, I, I did a quick search. It was quick. It was brief. I just typed in. Well, I didn't, I didn't know what to exactly look for. Typed in YouTube talk show and then talk show and then just scrolled through like the first couple, like ten or twenty, and then didn't see. There was one or two that had like a channel for that, but well, I mean, they didn't they didn't get. I guess they didn't have like a certain video I was like kind of like looking for right to see like certain creators but I don't know it'd be a cool idea to hit you know I think so I mean you know like if you were to like you said do the you know creators and keep it YouTube driven community yeah yeah. Um, I mean I think that'd be cool and then you know that celebrities would eventually get pulled in you know what I mean because after that got big enough you could start pulling in you know and promoting movies and stuff like that too along with you know, like have your standard like YouTube guest or YouTuber guest yeah. and then have a celebrity. So you'd be supporting the YouTuber as well as a celebrity's upcoming whatever. You yeah. know what I mean? Or just whatever. And there could be, I mean, it doesn't have to just be, you could have one that's just YouTubers. You know what I mean? Like where they get interviewed and then you could have another one that's for celebrities or yeah. whatever. I think that'd be pretty cool. That's a pretty cool field to get into. I mean, it'd be a little rough starting out. I mean, like every YouTube channel there is, it'd be rough to get the groundwork laid and, mm-hmm. you know, get audio equipment if you don't have it, get everything set up, right. get a decent, aesthetically looking, aesthetically pleasing, you know, studio, you know, in air quotes, you know, <laughs> just have like something that looks decent enough and then start small. You know, if you live local, like let's say, you know, you live in California and you're, a, you know, in the area of decent creators, just message them or something right. and just build it up from there. Right. Now, of course, we live in Georgia, so we started it. We probably, I don't i don't know of a lot of Georgia creators. Um, but, I mean, if you're out there and you're listening, you know, hit us up on Twitter. All right? <laughs> That'd be fine. Heck yeah. But I mean, we'll do it from the closet. <laughs> 
I don't know. It just seems interesting that no one's really done it yet that I've heard of. Now, I right. could be completely wrong. <clears throat> like we said last podcast, I mean, we know everything, so we're Pretty not much. only wrong. Right? <laughs> <laughs> now, that'd be cool because you could travel in some cases, too. Like, I mean, if you, you know, were to market it properly, I mean, yeah. you could find out events going around town, you know, not so much in that case around here where we're at. Yeah. Because... I don't know, like you said, how many creators we have around us. Yeah. But if we were to go out to an event, you could interview people just like a TV show, just be from YouTube yeah. instead of, you know, having live coverage. <laughs> I think we just, I mean, it's just a really cool market to hit, you know? Yeah. Never seen it. And I'm on YouTube all the time, so I feel like I would have <laughs> at least came across it a few times. Yeah. <laughs> now, from what I do remember reading, I do believe there is... Now that I've said all this, I do feel like there's one YouTuber who's getting a late night talk show. But from what I, how I read it, from what I understood, is she's getting her own talk show. Right. Like probably TV aired. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah, it's cool that a YouTube creator fought up to the ranks, you know, got out there, got well known, and then got her own talk show. But it's not a YouTube talk yeah. show. Yeah. Right. Right. Because at that point, you're still... I mean, if it is a TV show type talk show, at that point, you're having to do what a TV company's going to tell you to do. Right. Producers YouTube, and all you that. do what your own... Exactly. What you want to do. It's up to you. Whatever yeah. you want it to look like, whatever you want you know, your people to see. Yeah. Exactly. You can pick and choose the guests. You wouldn't have to, you know, like, if you, for some reason, didn't want to talk to a certain group of people as far as, like... A biker gang. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you don't have to go and talk to this biker yeah. gang. <laughs> Not that we're against biker gangs. I mean, I'm in two of them, so. <laughs> Me and my huffy. I got a bad huffy with some saddlebags, baby. Ashless chaps and everything. <laughs> you saw me out? In the, you know, I was the one behind you just keep on smacking it. <laughs> the pedal to the metal, right? That's yeah, what we're talking yeah, about. Okay. Yeah, just, yeah, making totally, sure. totally. just making sure that's what we're talking about. That'd be fun, though. I think it'd be pretty cool. I mean, why not? Let's start it. Let's do it. What's what's there to stop us? <laughs> I would like for us to get our mics that we're talking about getting, just so, you know. Yeah, I mean, that'd be cool. Yeah. Just, <laughs> having a single blue Yeti in front yeah. of everybody. Is it, Hang on a second. Let me turn that. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, here's our guest today. It's, you know, blah, 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 blah. And uh, <laughs> their first comments, why the fuck are we in a closet? <laughs> all right, guys. So, uh, this is actually... Two days later, because our uh, our cable got messed up pretty bad, and it cut out right after we just got done laughing about the whole closet thing. So we're going to take it from the top from what we remember to go now. But the next thing I wanted to ask you about, Adam, yeah, was what is your opinion on actors physically training for movies? Like Tom Cruise has trained a lot for all of his movies. Um, the one that popped in my head first where the question came from was John Wick uh, Chapter 3. Keanu Reeves has done very intensive training for the first and the second um, John Wick movies. And the third one, he's trained... Like, so far, from what I know, he's trained with, like, ex-Navy SEALs, um, a couple of other different special ops people. Like, what's your opinion on that? What do you you think about all that? I think, personally, that I would do the exact same, just because that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I also feel like I would do all my own stunts. No pun intended there, um, because I—I I mean, I, I'm down with it completely. I feel like that if I were to be in that profession, 
that I would do that. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I think I would try, like, if I knew I was getting a role or if I got a role that was for something like that, like Bradley Cooper in American Sniper, I think was the name of the movie. Um, he beefed up pretty big to be, you know, to be as big as Chris Kyle. Yeah. And uh, so, I, I mean, I would be 100% down with that, getting a train and especially, like, something like John Wick, too, and getting to, like, tactically train yeah. in, like... Man, that'd be that would be awesome. Hell yeah! I would, yeah, I'd go balls to the wall. <laughs> it's just interesting that because I mean it is their profession; they're trying to perfect their craft. But it is a little weird or like a strange thought that they're gonna do like I I never exactly saw American Sniper. I did see Shooter with Mark Wahlberg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he did, he went through a good bit of sniper training oh, for yeah. the movie. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, I mean, what other profession has you training in certain, like, fields just to act it out? Right. It's really, it's a weird <laughs> concept if you take, like, the context out and just think about, like, the base idea of that. Right. It's really fucking strange. So we're going to throw you in a field with 16 Marine snipers. <laughs> And you're gonna and you're gonna learn what to do what they do for a 10 second commercial on Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very weird thing to just like think about, just like outside the box, you know. I gotcha. But also exciting. Yeah, <laughs> and it definitely adds to the realism of everything. And I mean, I learned a lot from the videos I watched of Keanu Reeves training of how like to breach in certain like doorways and how to come up to them. Things that. You, you don't really think about too much. Like, I'm sure if me and you went to, like, if we were like, all right, here's the setup. There's people in this room. You have to come up to the door and then breach it. There's a certain way you would do it. There's a certain way I would do it. But, like, watching this ex-Navy SEAL train him how to do it the way they do it, I was like, oh, that makes a whole hell of a lot more sense <laughs> than what I was thinking originally based off, like, you know, movies, TV shows, games that I've digested. What's the word I'm looking for? Games that you have. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but like <laughs> all those things that I've watched. I was looking for a better word there, but whatever. Fuck it. It's just it's a different different ball game than what I thought it would be. You know. Apparently, knocking first is very frowned upon. <laughs> <laughs> just so anybody. Knows. Yeah, I, I would imagine that's not too. Uh, or open the door and going, knock, knock. <laughs> hey, neighbor. Yeah. Just need to bar some. Get on the ground. <laughs> like, I think for the latest Mission Impossible movie, Tom Cruise actually went through attack helicopter flight training. Nice. Just so he could actually fly the helicopter in certain scenes. Right. Like, what, what the fuck? It kind of reminds me of, oh my gosh, what is the name of the movie? Uh, the Other Guys with Mark Wahlberg yeah. and Will Ferrell, where he's like, How'd you learn how to dance like that? And he's like, oh, I learned it in school to make fun of these fairies that live down the street. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then he ends up learning, he knows like how to ballet and yeah. dance and all that. <laughs> Just to make fun Just of Just to make fun of them, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of reminds me of that in a way. Yeah. I, know, I just thought it was an interesting concept. Because I've always thought that. Like, it's just so weird. They're just getting that training just to act a part. That'd be awesome. I mean, it's definitely nice to have them, you know... Take the role serious. Try to give it some true form to it, but like, oh, you're gonna train 13 weeks with you know marine snipers just to see how they live, how they talk, how they walk, <laughs> mm-hmm. how they do things, just for a you know now production takes longer, but basically a two hour movie. Right. It's weird as shit. Right. 
and then like your next role is a, a rom com, and none of what you just went through is gonna matter. Right. In that you just need to be you. Or yeah. Be goofy. <laughs> yeah. But it also takes me back to if you ever watch a TV show where they don't put as much attention to detail. Mm-hmm. Well, I won't say attention to detail, but they drop the ball in this area. Whereas if you ever watch a TV show and someone picks up a guitar or sits down in the drum kit yeah. and they just, it is just absolutely terrible. They can't even act like they know how to play it yeah. because me being a musician, when I watch them and they go, you know, they go towards the top of the guitar, it should be deeper notes or, you know what I'm saying? Or yeah. it'll be in a solo and they'll be on like the first fret and stuff. <laughs> and i just like, oh my gosh, at least do some form of studying yeah. on how to play guitar. And you can always tell too, because as soon as they grab the instrument, it'll cut to like a wider shot mm-hmm. or they'll try to have like people, like it's a party scene, people right. are blocking where their hands that are. That or they'll zoom in to nothing but guitar and hands and they'll be shredding. Yeah. And then you'll look up and it'll just be from them neck up, like headbanging yeah. like they're actually playing. <laughs> so in, in areas like that, I feel like TV shows and some movies I've seen could be a little better or you know but i mean <clears throat> at the end of the day it is just you know like a one little scene in a movie but if i was going to have somebody pick up instruments that didn't know how to play in my movie yeah i would want you to like all right here's here's the part that you're going to be playing this movie i want you to actually learn it yeah. you know what i mean i want you to bring this guitar back in three months and i want you to be able to shred this solo <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. the training would be cool i mean it really would because i mean you know how you know as far as like like Jackie Chan, Tom Cruise, I think Jason Statham. I'm not sure. I know I know for a fact that Tom Cruise and Jackie Chan do their own stunts. Now, at some points, I think that Tom Cruise has a double come in every now and then. If it's like really extreme or if he's hurt. Yeah. Because, I mean, I've heard of him hurting himself a lot doing his own stunts, yeah. which I commend. You know what I mean? But at the same time... As they get older, they you know what I'm saying? Like They're not going to be able to do that stuff anymore. So they yeah. are eventually going to have to give it to a stuntman. Because, I mean, you don't see... Well, Dwayne Johnson is an exception because he's so huge. But he has a stunt double, which is surprising to me because he is so big. Yeah. But at the same time, I guess it just depends on the actor because they are their money maker. So if he's down... Dwayne Johnson, that is. Because yeah. I've, I follow him on all of his social media, and he is very busy. Like, there's not a second... I don't even know how he sleeps. He's so busy. He's all over the place. Yeah. So if he got hurt, that would not only hurt him in production of that movie or whatever he's in, but he's got a lot of other stuff that it would hurt him being out. So in his case, I understand. So I don't like down people who have a stunt double. I mean, it's not like I'm out there being famous and getting to make the option, have the option. (laughs) So I'm literally a nobody. (laughs) But I think if I was in that profession, I would do everything I could to learn something new. Or to learn for a part. Like, I'd put 110% into everything. So, if they were like, oh, you're going to be a marine sniper in this next movie, I'd be like, all right, well, you just tell me which desert you're going to drop me off in and give me some MREs and yeah. I'll make do. I don't know. But while you were talking, it made me think of that <laughs> quote um, from Joey from Friends where he's trying to find other acting gigs. And he was, like, coming up for auditioning for some kind of part in a TV show or something. He goes, oh, don't worry, I have a background in medical acting. And it's like, that, that's funny because it's like, well, that doesn't mean anything because you're just an actor. But it's right. like, you know, that, that joke of like, oh, I have a background in marine acting. Right, it's right. Like, okay, well, in this one, you're a taxi driver. Like, <laughs> Ooh, yeah, no, no, I'm not, I'm not, uh, not trained in that. Yeah, Sorry. <laughs> just a weird little, you know, 
way of things. <laughs> but change speeds here a little bit. Okay. I want to ask topic. Tell when do you think is the best time for someone to tell their significant other, like you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, clearly in a relationship, I love you for the first time. What's your opinion on that? Well, honestly, nowadays it's such a loose term. Yeah. That I feel like it's diluted. I really feel like it's it doesn't mean the same as it used to back in the day. Yeah. Um. Well, back in the day, like when I was younger, so nineties. I can't say back in the day. Yeah. Um, but people just use it for everything now. Oh, I love this. I love that. Oh, I love you. Oh, I love you too. Like the first week of dating, you know what I mean? But for real, like actual, I feel like <clears throat> you shouldn't, you shouldn't round it up to a certain number. Like, okay, well, this book says that, you know, third date. If I'm not head over heels for them, then I'm just not going to say it. Or yeah. I have to give it till at least seven days, blah, blah, blah. That way you can feel it, Yeah, so to speak. So like, I think that whenever you truly believe and feel that you love that person, you could say it. Whether yeah. it be the first week, you know what I mean? Because, I mean, when me and my wife started dating, I instantly knew... Because I, I just came out of like a four-year relationship with a terrible person <laughs> I can say that because whatever but anyway um, can, yeah. we, can we play Britney Spears toxic <laughs> right <laughs> and then Buck Cherry's crazy bitch <laughs> so anyway so I just came out of a really long relationship yeah. and I've known my wife forever I mean I knew she came to our church yeah like she was on our drama team and all kinds of stuff so I literally I mean she's younger than me but <clears throat> I've known her forever, knew her parents, her stepdad, you know, was a musician, so I knew him especially. But we started talking, and, like, I'm not even kidding you, like, the night we went out to dinner for the very first time, I literally just, I just, on my way home from dropping her off that night, I was just like, I freaking love this girl. Like, yeah. I, I really know that. And, like, I never felt that with the other girl in four years, you yeah. know what I mean? Because I had already bought a ring. I bought her, I was planning at some point, I went ahead and bought the ring, but... For the, hidden. the previous one. For the previous one. Okay, yeah. I thought, sorry, I thought sorry. you were night of, I felt I love you, no. I bought a ring. No. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to be confusing okay. there. But no, for my ex, I had already bought a ring okay. with her. But I never, every time I was like, all right, you know what, I think November, when it's nice and cool, we'll go up to the mountains, blah, blah, blah. But then it'd get closer and closer, and I just wouldn't feel it, wouldn't feel it. So mm-hmm. I put it off, I put it off, keep praying about it, keep praying about it, nothing. Yeah. Just I never felt it. Like, I'd, I'd put a date on it and be like, all right, this time... Two months from now, on this date, on this Saturday, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And then it'd get that day, night before, and I'd be like, meh, you know, just not feeling it. Yeah. But, I'm like, the night I went home from dropping her off, the new girl, <laughs> my <laughs> wife. Yeah. Um, I was like, nah, I know she's, yeah. I definitely know for sure she's <laughs> the one. So, I would say probably within three weeks of us dating and getting to know her a little bit more before I just went with my gut, you know what I yeah. mean? Um, I think we said... I think we said I love you before, like, three weeks in. And then nine months later, after dating, we got engaged. And then nine months later from that, we got married. So we moved pretty fairly quickly. I'm not, I don't play games. So, yeah. You know, once I want something, I pretty much just go get it. Yeah. So. The only reason I ask is because a certain friend brought it up to me and because uh, he's in a relationship. Still pretty fresh. And he's like, you know, hey, I know you and Jessica... <clears throat> 
kind of did things a little the same, like you know, a little same way of as far as far as saying I love you in a very early time frame. Uh, he he was asked questions about that, and I was like, pretty much exactly what you just said. If you feel it, right? You're like oh, did, like I've never felt this feeling before. I thought I felt it before, where this is it. Then what? What's the point of holding it back for? A time frame, right? You know, like oh, like you said, this book says you gotta wait until you're at least this long into relationship. This one says this long, all that. But it's like okay, grandma you know. says I should wait four years. Yeah, you know? <laughs> you know, just tell her to shut up. But uh, right. <laughs> eat your oatmeal, grandma. <laughs> but like, if you if you feel it, what's the point of? Because you're afraid, or like, or you're nervous, or anything like that. But I mean, if you feel that way, I, I would. I surely hope that the other person feels the exact same way. <laughs> right. Or relatively close and that you can kind of gauge it off of how they respond to you, body language, all that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, do it. And that's, that's what the question came from. I was like, I wanted to know what your opinion on that was. I gotcha. Yeah, I mean. Because I'm in the same boat. You know, if you feel it, freaking do it. Yeah. I mean, you still have to think about I mean, there are exceptions to everything. Yeah. So, like, you're 16 years old. Okay, yeah. <laughs> That's one thing. I mean, you can still love. I yeah. mean, you can still love somebody if you're 16. If you, if you really feel it in your heart, and you know, it might not last because the other person might just be a player or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, I didn't take account age because I just, you know, my friend talking to you. Yeah, we're all yeah. in our we're 20s. All, yeah, we're all in our yeah. 20s. So yeah, I get that. But you know, because like I said, there are exceptions. So you do have that particular, you know, younger kids. Yeah, and stuff like that. But I mean, I know people that are. I have a great uncle, believe it or not, who's like almost 60, and he's never been married. And, I mean, I know he probably dated back in the day, but I've never seen him with a girlfriend at any family gathering, nothing. Yeah. So, I mean, I just feel like for some people, like for my great uncle, just not for him. You know what I mean? But for me, I like, I've always enjoyed having company, you know, like as far as a girlfriend. Yeah. You know, not... Just somebody to, I mean, because I have best friends. I mean, I have a bunch of friends growing up, especially, and as I got older, more and more friends. But, yeah. you know, I just like having that special, not, I won't, I'm not going to say special friend because then it just sounds sleazy. You know what I mean? But, but that connection, that bond. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not, you know, because I just think that I, I've just personally always enjoyed it. So I like having somebody around. You know what I mean? Yeah. Go to dinner with. doesn't have to be a bunch of dudes. You know what I mean? It doesn't always have to be funny and farts and balls and <laughs> <laughs> I mean sometimes sometimes but, yeah. it's like not the whole time yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean I'm not boring yeah <laughs> but I just say you know whenever you feel it and then with the whole marriage thing I mean people put a number on that all the time too like you know getting engaged and stuff yeah and you have to look at depends on the kind of person you are like if you live in your me personally if I lived with my parents still for some reason, at 27, still lived with my freaking parents, I wouldn't ask, you know what I mean? I wouldn't get engaged. Yeah. Now, if I had plans to buy a house in the next year or had money put back for a house, maybe get engaged, but not actually get married until the house went through. You know what I mean? Something like that. But you have these people that are getting engaged. They each still live with their parents. You know what I mean? They don't have a house. They don't yeah. have money saved up for a house. They have no intentions. They don't even know how to go and get a house. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then they're wanting to get married next year. And then all of a sudden, when it gets closer to that time, you have to plan a wedding. Then you have to go out and get an apartment because you didn't take the time. Which, you know, I have nothing against apartments. Yeah. But 
that's not money you get to keep. That's you know what I mean. Like you're just paying and paying for something that you can't decorate hardly without permission. Yeah. You know what I mean. You can't change. You never get to own it, so you're just throwing your money away. Yeah. So me personally, I prefer to buy a house if if you can. You yeah. Know, it's not for everybody. But you know, then you have the stress of not only being married. But having to all of a sudden move away from mommy and daddy, you know, with somebody. So yeah. that's a lot That's a lot on you because you've got to learn how to live with that person unless you moved in with them, you know, because you have that situation too. Yeah. But that's you got to learn how to live with other people. And that could be hard. I mean, you could be a great couple. You know what I mean? You could get along, spend hours and hours, days and days, summers with each other. and then. But at some point you go home and away from each other. Yeah. Whereas once you get married... Unless you're one of those couples that just absolutely doesn't spend time with each other, but you're gonna have to, you will be with them all the time. Yeah. So you have to make there's sure there's no going home. Yeah, there's no going home. You are home. Yeah. And I got news for you guys. You don't have a closet. Well, I have a closet we can go in, but as you can see in this closet, I have like a quarter. You don't have many many man caves around. Yeah. But I think that raises another decent question. I know. I don't know how to phrase this. I'm going to go ahead and go and say it. <laughs> so what is your opinion on living with someone before you get married or waiting until you get married to move in with someone? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I would say, all right, so traditionally speaking. Traditionally. Traditionally yeah. speaking, you don't live with them beforehand. Yeah. But <clears throat> in my particular case, my parents <clears throat> went through a hard time. When I still live with them, because I mean, I was probably 18, working on 19, maybe, maybe just 19. And they went through some problems and ended up losing their house. So luckily they had bought some property in another county and they moved in on the other, on the other property in a motor home at the time because that's all they had on the property. We were in the process of building the barn yeah. because my parents were, we were just going to build the barn and make that the house until my dad actually had the, the physical house built. Yeah. So when that happened, I lived over there on the property with them for a little while, but my girlfriend at the time's parents had an extra room in their house, and they were like, well, I mean, why don't you just rent this from us? And I was like, well, I mean, you know, it would be one less person to be – in the motor home at my parents' property. Not to mention, I mean, I am almost 20, so it is about time for me to move out, <clears throat> and I'll be paying rent. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'll be paying rent, so it'll be me getting out on my own, and, you know, because it's time. You know, I'm yeah. freaking 20, almost 20 years old. It's time. Yeah. So I moved in with them, and so that was, I want to say, early 19. So I was fresh, maybe middle of the year. Of the year I turned twenty, uh, the year I turned nineteen, but so I ended up living basically with my girlfriend. Yeah. I mean, I, I rented their basement out, and I lived with them. They they moved around a lot, so we went from house to house, and then eventually, me and her just went and got an apartment because we got tired of her brothers being around, and I worked late most nights, so I'd come in at like eleven, twelve o'clock, and I'd have to be quiet. I couldn't yeah. turn on the TV, you know what I mean, and so. I couldn't even hardly turn on the microwave to heat up dinner because <laughs> her dad was such a light sleeper. So I, I, I got really tired of it because I like to do my own thing. So we were like, let's just get an apartment. Like, why not? We already, I mean, you, yeah, you rent here. Excuse me. You rent here, but 
let's just get an apartment. So yeah. we went out and found an apartment, got it, moved in, lived on our own. Yes, it was frowned upon at our church, and we got a lot of crap for it. <laughs> um, but that was my reasoning. Like, I didn't have, at the time, I didn't have any friends that, you know what I'm saying, that were on their own. Yeah. I was the only one of my <laughs> friends that was on his own. So I had nobody that could room with me. Yeah. And then literally was living with my girlfriend and her parents at their house. And I mean, I wasn't going to move out to an apartment and tell her no. You know what I mean? Like we were, I, we had, I mean, I planned on marrying her at the time. So we just went ahead and apartment. (laughs) Yeah. And then, like I said, I had planned on marrying her. So we just lived in the apartment for a couple of years and then it didn't work out. But yeah. But, um, so that was my exception. But traditionally speaking, like everybody I knew wasn't happy about it. I mean, my parents, I'm sure, wasn't happy about it. But I'm 20 years old for one. Yeah. I make my own money. You know what I mean? I pay all my own bills. I don't, they don't, I don't I'm not relying on anything from my parents whatsoever. Yeah. And I wasn't doing it to stick it to the man or, you know, in spite of my parents. I was just doing it because I didn't want to live in a motor home. And not that, you know, they couldn't help it. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. They offered it to me, and I moved out. So, I mean, that's just basically how it went. So, I lived with my ex-girlfriend before we planned on getting married. So, that's kind of how that went for me. Um, But my thoughts on it, I don't really see anything. I know I probably should, as far as, like, my background. I should see something wrong with it. But I think that, I honestly think it's a good thing. And I don't mean that in, like, an immoral way. But it's almost like a test drive. Yeah, you get to learn. Yeah, you get to learn yeah. how they're going to be if you decide to dedicate your life to them. <laughs> yeah. So, like, you get to see how, what their living habits is like, mm-hmm. are like. Sorry, what and their living habits are like. 24-7. Exactly. So, y- it could run you away. I mean, that's yeah. it's honestly, I mean, I'm not going to go out and tell everybody to move in with their girlfriend or yeah. something like that. You know, but you have to listen to your parents if you're young enough. But... I don't see anything wrong with it, personally. Now, if you're shacking up with somebody just so y'all can have sex because you can't at your parents' house or your parents are too strict, that's wrong, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. I mean, if, you, if you're if you really trying to get out, you know, and let's say you and your girlfriend and one of y'all's friends as a roommate, you know what I mean? That kind of situation. Yeah. I feel like that's okay, personally. I really do. But if you're doing it for the wrong reasons, so there's a right and a wrong situation for that, in my opinion, personally. Yeah. So. That's kind of my thoughts on it. I definitely agree, though, with the test drive thing, because like you said, there is no going home. Right. <laughs> you are with them all the time. So if, they, if you start to realize, because I mean, well, I, I, I believe, though, that if you don't have that, like if you don't feel that connection, that bond that we talked about earlier as far as saying I love you. Right. It might be different, but like if you were just say, let's say you were just shacking up, then you, you know, you start living with this person by like, Day 13, you might realize that you hate 50% of everything that they do when you go home. But now that you're there, you see all that. You're like, oh, shit, I don't like any of this. <laughs> right? Oh, I'm not living with that. Yeah. So there's that test drive, you know. But I agree, you know, if you are just doing it to shack up, then no. I don't think that's right. But yeah. if you are doing it like, okay, you see a future, whether or not that ends up being the future, you know, as long as you have, like, some common goal, hopefully, then, yeah. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, or at the end of your life, if that does work out, then you're starting that way anyway. Not to mention, in long-term thoughts, as far as financially, you're doing it just to shack up. Yeah. 
And, I mean, as soon as they get done with you or somebody new comes along that excites them and they dump you, then you're out of roommate. You could possibly not find another one mm-hmm. or find one that doesn't pay and you still have to come up, you know what I mean? And you end up getting kicked out and having to go back to your parents anyway. Yep. So you might as well just chill out, you know what I mean, if you're so desperate to go and have sex <laughs> with your girlfriend or boyfriend. All I'm saying is everyone's got a car. You know? Yeah, I mean, for real. Like, you could find a way. Yeah. I could always, when I was younger, I could always find a way to make out with my girlfriend yeah. somewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. You weren't going to stop me. <laughs> but I'm just saying, think long term. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't think so short term because you do, you know, you are going to have a credit score mm-hmm. <laughs> starting out as, you know, if you're younger. And even if you're 25, 30 years old and you're, you know, trying to move out of an apartment or, so you just got to think long term. Yeah. I'm a really long term thinker. <laughs> Sometimes a little too long, yeah. but you know it's good to think about it because you don't want to. You want to start out with a good credit score, or at least a decent credit yeah. score, building your credit, not screwing it up because you decided to move in with some hoe. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then she leaves. Yeah, credit scores are not. No, they suck. Yeah, they they are. Yeah, they the suck. Worst thing about adulthood. <laughs> <laughs> Besides, you know. Working for a living and your parents uh, not buying your food. I'm okay with all that, man. The credit score sucks. <laughs> I'm okay with the credit score. I just, I hate how it's so slow to go up, yeah. but so quick to come down. Oh, yeah. You mess up one thing. Like, you, like, I paid my truck off and I was like, all right. And then I'm trying to think of what it was. I was trying to, I was trying to go get, oh, I was trying to help my dad out and get lawnmower and a trailer for him. Yeah. And he was like a few points off, and I was like, "Oh, you know, I'll, I'll put my name on. It's no big deal." And she was like, "Oh well, you know, it's you're really cutting it kind of close." And I was like, "I just paid my truck off two weeks early and never missed a payment, literally." Yeah. And I, she was like, "Well, yeah, I mean that boosted it." I was like, "Boosted it? Yeah, you're, you're right. It boosted it. Yeah, I should be able to freaking get anything I want right yeah. now." Yeah, so, cars are. Yeah, they're dumb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But anyway, going back to long-term thinking, where do you see... Because, I mean, in today's time, I would say that most of our currency is digital. PayPal, Venmo, Cash App, you know, all that stuff. I mean, shit, you can load up all your debit cards, your credit cards, onto your phone Mm -hmm. and then just scan that at the register. Or with these new watches out, too, you can just bump your watch on it and pay for it. So I feel like there's, you know... I honestly don't remember the last time that I've actually had physical dollar bills or anything <laughs> like that in my possession. Right. So do you think in the future we're going to – now, again, I don't know how all that stuff works. I know that there's, like, a system to where there's so many of this to where we can have our dollar mean dollar and inflation and all that shit. But right. ignoring all those things, in the future, do you think it would be completely digital or – We'd still have some physical to kind of keep that stability. Mm, I don't think it'll ever go 100% digital for the fact that you'll always have somebody, whether it be in, you know, politics or somewhere that's not, or anywhere in the world that's not doing things digitally. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, unless they're physically forced to. And I don't think they'll ever force people to go all digital. Yeah. But you're always going to have somebody that has some secret cash coming in. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? So I don't know the significance of it as far as, like, you know, with the government. I don't really know how all that works as far as why we have what we have and why digital is a thing and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But 
I don't know. I I enjoyed the digital because it's convenient, but I also like when I have cash at the same time. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it, it almost I know it doesn't. It really means the same, but it feels like when I have cash or somebody gives me like like for instance tonight when I picked up Christian, my son, from my mom's house. My sister paid me twenty dollars for some money I gave her for vacation while we were on vacation. So she gave me twenty dollars, and to me, it's like, hey, I could split that up into, you know, a couple of drinks here at work or this and that, and I don't even have to touch my freaking banking account. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you don't even see it. I won't even notice. It's like I don't even have this money. Yeah, and I can still get something for it, but at the same time. You know what I mean? I spent thirty dollars filling up for gas out of my debit card, yeah. not my cash. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. I, mean, I definitely feel like physical is an easier way to track your income outcome flow, right? Because you're having to see it, you're having to watch it dwindle it down, right? But with digital, it's all like, oh, just swipe, swipe, swipe. Let me check swipe. my statement. Let me yeah. <laughs> At that point, it's just like, all right, well, the number for the day is this number. Mm-hmm. And you check it the next day. All right, my number went down a little bit, but I also got money in the bank. Right. But you're not you're not having that physical human nature of, oh, it's getting smaller. I need to slow down. Right. Now, you, of course, you see the number. If it starts going down, you know, you still have that, that worry, but it's not as urgent. It's not as immediate with just giving out cash. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I agree it won't probably ever completely fizzle out. Completely. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it'd be a lot more of a transition to majority is just digital. Because, I mean, we're pretty much there now. Right, yeah. It's just, you know, dealers, drug dealers, all that. <laughs> I mean, they gotta, yeah, they gotta have a, they got to make a living somehow, right? Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm one of those kind of people where, like, even right now, I have cash savings in my house. And... I don't have a savings account. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I don't know why, other than the fact that I like to physically see how much I have in savings as far as like I can handle it and yeah. count it and add to it. But then if I want to, let's for some reason say something comes up and I need to spend $300 out of it, I can just go to my secret location <laughs> and I can pull out $300 from my savings and spend it. I don't have to go to the bank, make a withdrawal, take away from that interest that I've built up. Yeah. All that crap. You know what I mean? I don't have to go anywhere and do anything. I can literally just go and get it from a hiding spot. And I'm just I'm just one of those kind of people. Like yeah. I know the interest is nice and stuff, even though it's low in an average, you know, banking <laughs> account. But yeah. I don't know, I've just always been that way. I like cash savings. And then like also if things get tight, instead of being like, all right, well I'm just gonna transfer all my money from my check from my savings to my checking I'll just go deposit a bunch of cash and all of a sudden I'm like hey six thousand dollars you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't have that much in my savings I'm just yeah. it's, it's nine but <laughs> <laughs> that's how I feel about it personally I got you so I like I mean it's nice being able to like like with our t-shirt business we just we use square Mainly, so like when what's the name of your t-shirt business? Uh, Salt and Light Designs. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. and you're on. We're on Facebook. Yeah, Facebook. You okay. find us on Facebook. We do not have an Instagram yet. Um, we should probably do that. Gotcha. And a Twitter. But anyway, so when we have orders come in, I like it better because we just use the square, so I can send you an invoice, and it has like preset. 
um, templates and stuff you can use. So like I just type up the invoice. I can save like we we do T-shirts for my cousin's um, car group. So it's the same logo. So I can just save those shirts in our in our invoices, open an invoice, select the amount of shirts they purchased. I can add taxes, shipping, whatever I want to add to it. Yeah. It totals it up. It breaks it down into what all you're spending your money on, and then I can just type in your email, send it to you. I can give you the option to save your card. I can give you the option to leave a tip or not leave a tip, not save your card, um, request your address, your shipping address, all kinds yeah. of stuff. And, I mean, it is so nice having being able to do that instead of being like, all right, well, let me meet up with you and – you can give me a check. I'll handwrite you a receipt, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So in that case, like business, as far as business is concerned and conducting business with digital, I'm all for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not to mention if you get cash as a business, you've got to play the card of, oh, do I just leave this under the table or do I put it in our account and pay taxes on it? You yeah. know what I mean? So it, it kind of... And would you always Always pay taxes, pay taxes for, yes. Yeah. yeah I always. always. <laughs> <laughs> Illuminati's listening. But, um... It also takes the temptation away from you yeah. if you don't get cash. You know what I mean? Like you don't, you're not tempted to keep it, tuck it away, and don't tell anybody about it. And yeah. not, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, that's how I feel about it. So as far as conducting business, especially, I, I could care less if I dealt with cash. So it's, I mean, it's a lot easier. And I mean, I can print out my own shipping labels and ship T-shirts and pay for it online. And yeah. I don't ever have to go to the post office. I just I can stick, either stick it in my mailbox or on my way out one day or coming home, I can throw it in one of the post office boxes. I don't have to talk to nobody, yeah. you know. So it's quicker and easier as far as that's concerned. I got you. Got you. Now, I know we talked about, I don't remember what podcast it was because, to be honest with you, <laughs> as far as like recording them, editing, all that, they all run together. Right. Me. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, but at one podcast, we talked about electric vehicles. You know, in the future, possibly phasing out gasoline. Mm-hmm. Um, now, to touch on that a little bit, I saw a tweet by Harley Davidson. They're working on a completely electric motorcycle. Interesting. It'll be out sometime this so fall. So a scooter. <laughs> They've already came out with those. No, so. <laughs> no. But it'll be out sometime this fall. Wow. And That's uh, fast. It'll get 180, 180 miles per charge, and it can hit, like, which all electric vehicles, for some reason, can. I don't know the science behind it, but it can hit zero to 60 in, like... Super fast? Yeah. Like, <laughs> stupid. I don't, I don't want to give a number and just be wrong, but, like, just insane amount of time, especially for a bike. Like, holy shit. Um, but I thought it was interesting. I was like, okay, Harley-Davidson, out of all bike manufacturers... Right. Is doing Kawasaki, a, maybe. Yeah. You know, Honda, Honda street bikes, bikes, something. Yeah. But Harley? Mm-hmm. I don't know. What are you going to have to do get, like... You, are they going? Is it going to come with like a soundboard and a Bluetooth speaker built in, so you can like play Harley sounds while you're <laughs> scooting around quietly on your new freaking Harley? Yeah, apparently, because on the web page it has on there, it says it literally says the only thing you're going to be hearing is your heartbeat. Well, that's lame because I bought a Harley because they're loud as shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, it comes, you know, and like we were talking about with the electric cars, it comes with a you know home charger, right? Uh, of course, at a it's like. You know, if you bought an iPhone, they give you the standard wall plug-in. If you want fast charging, you got to buy for the adapter. But with electric vehicles, you, for fast charging, you have to actually go to charging stations around right. the city. So Good luck with that. Yeah. 
But that was really cool. And, I mean, it's very interesting, innovative for definitely Harley to do yeah. that. But the price tag was... I mean, I don't, I don't remember the last time I checked price tags for Harley, <laughs> but for this electric one, it starts at twenty nine thousand. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. That's it's quite a lot. Yeah. That's what I paid for our SUV. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I was like, shit. <laughs> so maybe not this year, but <laughs> I don't know if I'd be down with that. I'm just saying, I don't buy a Harley because it's quiet. Or because it's freaking battery operated. Yeah. I buy a Harley because it's loud and it's a freaking <laughs> Harley Davidson. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was cool. Definitely interesting, though. Now, street bike, all day. That'd be nice because some of them are quiet anyway. And, you know, you don't buy a street bike because it's loud, or I don't. I mean, yeah. you know, if you're going to be doing drag racing or something like that, the louder the better because it sounds good going down the strip. But street bike with battery operated, flying through. Well, I'm not going to say flying through traffic because I can't stand it when those people do that. But yeah. flying down the road quietly, nothing but the tires hitting the road. I'd be down with it. Gotcha. Of course, the tires should be the only thing ever hitting the road if you're a good driver. Whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't want my head hitting the road, so the sound of my tires, let's put it that way. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that is the end of our episode of Junk Drawer. Um, if you have any topics or anything you want us to cover, just tweet me at uh, Zach, Z-A-C-H-M-C-33 on Twitter, or you can also... Contact me on Twitter, <laughs> Adam Collier ninety two. So feel free to uh, hit us up if you have any suggestions. Hell yeah, topics you want to be you want covered, you want our dumbass opinions on anything at all. You know, and just tweet us out, and uh, maybe next week we'll have Caleb. We're not sure yet. Probably not. But don't maybe. count on yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> don't get don't hold your breath. Yeah. All right, guys, that's been this episode of Junk Drawer. <laughs>